0: You with me?
1: I am with you. Hello, hello. Dude.
0: Yo. Hello, hello, So, very quickly, we'll do the intro. This is episode... Oh, you know what's just hilarious, actually? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is episode
0: 25. Okay. And so, Elizabeth, my daughter, is. A, for, I know you know her, but <laughs> the yeah. world doesn't know her. Okay. Uh, She's obsessed with the Hunger Games. Okay. And the, inside the Hunger Games, there's something called a Quarter Quell, where they have a different sort of Hunger Game every every 25. Um, and so I was actually thinking of calling this the Quarter Quell.
1: Wait, Hunger Games? Something...
2: Is that like the Gordon Ramsay, um, like
1: cooking no. show? No. No. Are you here? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Hunger Games. That's all <laughs> there. <laughs> good kid.
2: Um, <laughs> all right, I I'm taking the serious. I This is the quarter quell.
0: Is, is the. I'm sorry, look, I don't know. I so <laughs> my plan was, I didn't know, I didn't realize we we're already up to twenty five.
2: That's an achievement, though. That's that's good.
0: Yeah. So I was thinking we could do like something called the quarter quell, which let's would be do it in celebration
2: of our twenty fifth podcast.
0: We're going to do quarter something. Quail. We're
2: just going to call and, it, and, you know. And. In honor of your daughter's interest in literature. There you go. Or is it a movie? And in It's both. Yeah, but she is reading the book. Good, good. She's reading the book. Fantastic. In literature. Yes. To a healthy, a young, healthy mind.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it is, actually, it is actually hilarious. You know, the Hunger Games, the premise is, like, these people fight to the death, so... It's yeah. hilarious, like, to hear her, like, she'll be sitting in bed and, like, reading and then just turn to me and she's like, oh, my God, like, so-and-so has just got, like, a gash across them and it's, pr- it's like, bleeding and it's, like, it's, like, like weird thing for a nine-year-old to be obsessed with, but whatever. So, this is the uh, Get You Some Productions pot- podcast, uh, episode 25, The Quarter Quell. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> See the lighter notes for that My name is Keith.
2: My name is Daniel. Uh,
0: So just stop, don't even bother listening to this particular episode. Just go to Reverb. um, Just click the link in the description.
1: Yeah. And go
0: buy yourself something at Reverb.com through our affiliate link and we'll get paid. And actually what I realized today is that, or I realized this week is that um, the best commission we get out of Mm -hmm. them, is if someone if a if someone new to reverb signs up. We get 5 bucks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just for a sign just for a new sign up. And that's not I know, not, gonna you last know what, I know it is reverb. a pain. Sometimes it's
2: inconvenient to like, oh, I have to sign up, can I just order? But really, right. I got that autofill on my phone now, so it's easier. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, We get
0: $5 for that. You get 5 bucks oh. for that. Yeah, cuz somebody signed up last week. And we got that's 5 bucks. Right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, five
2: bucks. So it'd be a huge help, yeah, to do that. And you know what's great about Reverb, though, is, like, uh, you get to um, order from local shops um, and smaller shops. Oh, that's
1: true. You know what I mean?
2: It's different. It's more of a personal vendor experience, you know, than um, some of the, you know. Other services are good for other things, you know, but uh, it was something that I enjoyed when I was using Reverb.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: you know what I love, too, also about it is that it's not its not like you're going to um, – this is good and bad, but you actually can find some gems there. I've been just, you know, flipping through and just uh-huh. seeing what's available. Yeah. I like to just go through, like, new things that people load in. Yeah. And there are all sorts of cool, like, very um, uncommon like, one-off things or, like, short runs of guitars that they, like, some, you know, like, maybe Ivan has tried to make something really weird in the 80s or 90s, and things like that show up very often, and there are also a lot of custom-made, there are a lot of people making custom guitars right now, just, like, get the time, yeah, just people in their garage making, like, you know, decent-looking stuff that's custom-made, so you can have, like, you can go and for the price, and, and you know to be quite quite honest, like probably the the quality of like an Epiphone or something, but for the same price, you can have something that's custom made, one of a kind. You just have to spend some time looking through, and and, and you, you like that kind of thing, you know, don't you? You like that? I like a lot of the custom made stuff. Like you like that? It's stuff. just like fun to have something you
2: know, like weird looking and unique. For me, and it's ironic, and you've got a Carl Thompson. Guitar, not
1: bass.
2: Mm-hmm. So, boom. Yeah. I buy Fender, <laughs>
1: mass-produced.
2: <laughs> like, well, what guitar do you want? I like a. I'll, well, I do have a telecaster. That's it's true. Fun. You have a. You have a', a I don't know why telecaster. I ended up with a telecaster. I was like, I always thought I was a strat person. I do need a strat.
0: Well, telecasters are awesome. I've been I've been really wanting a telecaster yeah. lately too, and actually the Speaking of reverb, I actually went, saw some really cool uh, Telecasters, like dirt cheap, and I they're I so think, cool. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're they're pretty good quality. Like some of the newer Squires are yeah. the reviews for them are actually really good, yeah. And the finishes are really nice, and you know it's like, and they're but but they're really dirt cheap. So it's like if you if you you know, just getting into music or, you know, if you just want to have like a knock-around type of thing, um, it's like a few hundred bucks for like a decent, actual, like serviceable, like workable instrument and something you can upgrade if, the, if you wanted to. Exactly, so, that's the fun. But one. the finishes are so cool looking, too. The I finishes always. are
2: cool, but I like, I definitely like the idea. I mean, I modified the Telecaster go 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 mm-hmm. it's to kind of have fun with it like that's the point it's solid body it's just like have fun with it
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I'm glad I did
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh totally um, I finally dusted it. I actually took it out of its case for the first time in weeks yesterday mm-hmm. um, because I've been playing a lot of more bass um, oh
1: good yeah
2: yeah. <clears throat> and because uh, I'm got this collaboration going met some local musicians and we got some material going and then I just start, started actually, like, writing a bass-like feature-type song
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that was in, kind of inspired by a Squarepusher song
1: that mm-hmm.
2: starts with a bass thing, a little harmonics and stuff like that. Um, anywho, uh, but then I was like, I need to met with the guitar player to work on some stuff, and then he inspired me. It's like, i got to pull up my telly,
1: mm-hmm. check
2: her out, see how she's doing. She's like, I'm still good. Like I do need a setup though. like
1: okay.
2: Uh, sorry, sorry, Ani, like you're out of time. But um but the side frets still felt felt good and it sounds amazing. And all that, so
0: I um somebody uh Mike Menditto sent me a video that I've seen many times before, but yeah. Um he sent me a video of um Julian Lage. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Lage. Like Lage. Yeah. Um Lodge. Or Lodge. It's not. Fair. Uh he was playing like um, in his trio with a, tel- with a telly. Oh yeah. Played yeah, played through tw- a feed a feed t- feed. A Tweed Fender Champ. Yes. I have a 72, 73 Silverface uh-huh. Fender champ. Wow. And I've I I liked the amp and then I hated it and now I like it again. But with Tube, like, right? Yes Tube. It's, it's tube, with a tube rectifier as well, I think. Dude, how could it's you like, not it's like It's really, it? truly altered. How could you not like it? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just dumb.
2: How could you... Oh, is uh, it not loud enough for, like, rock drums? Like, rock drums? It's drummer, definitely you know, not... It out.
0: No, it's definitely not loud enough for rock
2: that, drums. That's what it is. It's probably the context, no, it's right? It's, like, context. You play, like...
0: Oh,
1: yeah. like
2: if you were to just plug it in and play solo through it? Right.
1: Like, oh, yeah. Oh, would be like,
2: whoa, amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: that's like that's like mike is always like always trying to get me he's like always trying to remind me that i'm dumb for not liking it so he's like (laughs) look at this video he's like this is one of your favorite guitar players you know what he's doing he's playing a Telecaster plugged straight into a fender champ he's like what's Uh, wrong with you what is wrong with you (laughs) but but that's just good like for me i I've really come around to telecasters that's why I brought it up because oh, okay. there's just something about um, you know the way they sound it's like just' just a purity of sound um that is really like unmatched, and i'm sort of like starting to like them a lot more than um than scratch actually myself
2: yeah they they feel a little more naked. Some of the
0: sound, yeah, the playability—they're
2: a little more raw, a little more, yeah. Um, with, but to me, the a, sound in a great way. Pa-
0: in a great way. It yeah, the sound like, quality is it. almost like piano-like in some ways. You know, yeah, it's and just
2: the, like I mean, straight. Song, I love it. I love it. Like a lot, I do a lot of like open picking and open voicings, so like Julian Lodge does,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like that stuff. Like the, the instrument just sounds so good. Like you can play them like unplugged. You know, they're soft. They don't make that much. And they are solid body so like a good one you can tell because mm-hmm. you can play it without plugging it in yeah and yeah, just hear it
0: that's what my when i first bought my first um real guitar that's what my guitar player that's what my guitar player that's what my guitar teacher did he yeah. said he played it um just unplugged and he said yeah. wow it's like very resonant yes yeah. uh he said this is a great instrument yeah. um uh it makes a difference. And actually, I'm, I'm one of those people who I thought tonewood in, in a solid body electric was bull,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I actually don't, <laughs> I don't think it's bull at all anymore. I think it makes a huge difference. Yep. And actually, now it reminds me, um, so Taylor guitars okay. uh, recently changed the way they brace their uh, acoustics. Okay. And what blew my mind was that the way you brace it and the way the the way you construct it and an instrument in general affects mm-hmm. the way the overtones ring so it actually affects whether the guitar sounds in tune or not
1: interesting that.
0: does that blow your mind like that, explain that again. I, how does this work so so basically like the... All acoustic guitars, like I have a Martin acoustic guitar. Sure, sure. Right? It's very high quality. Same bracing. They've had the same bracing. They've been, the inside of the guitar, the way they reinforce the vibrating top and back.
2: Yeah, it's like a, yeah, There's like little ribs that run along. Yeah.
0: Uh, So it's a standard, it's a thing that they've been doing for a really long time.
2: Um, It's got to be a big part of the sound, like how that's It is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there are very common ways to do it. And yeah, now, I don't know if this is just a marketing ploy, but there's a thing with guitars that guitars don't because they're even tempered. Yes. They don't sound. They they don't um, they don't resonate. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They don't sound in tune, and especially okay. some guitars, because Later. not just because they're even tempered, but because It's just not possible to get them perfectly in tune all up and down the neck. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. um, Because of the way the scales work. Yeah. Some guitars just don't sound in tune. You know, like higher up on the neck sometimes. But Taylor said, and this was, you know, the the they have you know a bunch of professional musicians talking about the way the guitar sounds, and one of the guys was like wow, he's like, I've, I don't know any acoustic guitar where I could play this voicing this high on the neck. No acoustic guitars sound in, no, this particular voicing does not sound in tune on an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. at all in, up this high up on the neck. He said it's just a feature of, of the way acoustic guitars resonate. And it has, and apparently it has something to do with which overtones ring out and that has to do with the construction and, that, and so they're saying that this new way that they've discovered to brace the guitar on the inside, they've, chased, they've changed the layout of the bracing, actually changes which overtones ring out and which, which, which are emphasized and which are de-emphasized and so that actually fixed that problem which is like, you know, I don't know, like for me that's Yeah, but it's a thing. useless chord I'm just kidding <laughs> Well, that's one of the things that drives me crazy about guitar. You know? It's like some guitars, like, you know, it's like they just don't – some chords just don't sound good. Some voices. Don't play
2: those chords. Play other ones, though.
0: I know, but you, you –
1: know, You're not like They're not there.
0: It. You want to be able to play it perfectly in
1: tune, though. You
2: know it's there the whole time.
1: <laughs> I no, I hear play. you.
2: You should put a link to that, any of that information about the Martin.
0: I have to – well, this like is the Taylor – Taylor, sorry. Yeah, but I noticed it with my Martin. My Martin was, um, you know, it's like a pretty expensive, you know, like professional quality yeah. guitar, you know. But yeah, I noticed. Above the twelfth
2: fret, guy. Okay, it's an acoustic guitar. Hold <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: like that's like the guitar nerds folks are like, hey, if you have to go above the twelfth fret, then well, you what don't are you know, doing? you're not doing the right thing. You're you're like, <laughs> you don't know how to play guitar if, no. if you
2: got to go up there. Okay, Yngve, You got
0: you got everything you need. breath. <laughs> yeah.
2: Play some cowboy chords and let's hear that voice. Just start singing. Mm-hmm. More about the fancy guitar
0: stuff. So, so, uh, so we. So this
2: podcast is going well. I don't even know where we are right now. We're just
0: we're uh, just nonsense bullshitting.
2: It's the quadratic. What is it?
0: <laughs> the, the quadratic equation.
1: Which podcast quarter- is this?
0: The quarter quell.
1: Sure. Like,
0: like what is a quell? It's like when you remove. Things, oh, the right? quarter quell. Like... That's like to
2: settle, settle things down.
0: Okay. Oh, like it's quelled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I do. <sighs> let's let's talk about. So we're still doing. We're going to get through your like entire history of your, your whole musical life. Mm-hmm. Right. So we we got up to Bard, pretty much. Right, like last last podcast we talked about quartet Pompilus came up, didn't we? We talked about quartet Pompilus, right? Where you you played some pretty um, played some Indian like rock, abstract
2: odd meter stuff, odd meter, yeah. Dapa. We also played just some of our like fun rock stuff and fusion stuff. fusion rock. I guess that's what fusion is. Yes, fusion mm-hmm. slash prog, whatever. It was
0: pretty cool, and then um, what happened? What else were you into then?
2: Oh my Before god, you, that's where you what, and I met. That's right. What kind in of the music part? were you
0: listening to a lot back then? Zappa. A lot of Zappa. Zappa. The deep in it. Dude, I remember coming to your place yeah. when you lived in Red Hook, like above. Yeah. Remember, like oh you know, behind something, in that like apartment that was like way. Yeah, up. That's, Anna
2: and I lived there.
0: Right. So. Uh, I remember walking in and you were like obsessed with John Coltrane Africa Brass. Oh yes, I got obsessed with that album. Yes, that's that's <laughs> a memory. Just like walking <laughs> into your apartment and just like sitting on your bed and just being like, "Wow, this is actually really good." <laughs> and let well, check out the
1: solo. Yeah, <laughs> the solo. You're
2: like wow, Coltrane is badass. Okay. What else? Yeah, was, I hey, remember. You were to a lot of Zappa. Oh, Zappa and, um, um, oh, we're studying a lot of... Okay, so this is where you and our timelines cross. Yeah. Um, What was the name of the music? Bloom? Bloom building? What was it? Anyway, the music department. Oh, yeah, Bloom.
0: Yeah, Bloom. Yeah, Bloom.
2: Yeah, yeah, Blum. There'd be a, a little uh, um, community-like sitting area at the top of the stairs um, right inside of the main entrance to the building. That's right. Yeah. And um, I think that was, was talking to Barbara or something or whatever. You were up there bugging out. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's fucked <bugged> out musician, <laughs> You know what I mean? She's like, we all know why we're here. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <Yeah.
2: laughs> you you you're, just be bug out. You know, so, okay.
0: <laughs> you know? That's, that is accurate.
2: You know, and there's like classical musicians, rock musicians, experimental musicians. Everyone's just coming through. You know, it's just like a small ass school, you know, so it's great. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's where we met, and then I heard you yeah, had like a man playing in Pongo, and I think I was oh, yeah. like, I was like, oh, I'm mad jealous. I want a band.
1: Yeah, Cap- <laughs> I Cap- want to
2: play. And then the yeah, and then Ted, the, the like the bard bass player, Ted. Mm. Um, I made, I always love that guy. He's just a great guy.
1: Yes, really talented. He's one of the musicians. nicest Super. guys
2: ever. Yeah, we'll put some links to his stuff. He's got a lot of work out there online.: You know what Great he's doing
0: guy. now too, actually.: nurse, He's doing right? some. Kind of, yes, he is, but he's also got a side project. Um, he does.:
1: uh,
0: Some kind of like music licensing company. For real: to, Yeah, so now that we're talking about it, I'll remember to put the notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, and people can go check it out.: So but he was the bard bass player, right? I mean, he was
2: the guy. Everyone right. looked to for everything, you know what I mean? The jazz department, the people in their projects, uh you know, Bard bands, all that stuff. Yeah. Totally. Uh, but then he had to move on, you know, he graduated and it was time to go, I guess, is what happened.
0: Is that what happened? Uh, yeah.
2: I think he just graduated you know what I mean? He was doing this mm-hmm. for years. Like yeah. he came to Bard playing bass, he played bass the whole time, had a four year run there, you know, so he there was a lot of stuff going on. And uh I ended up getting a lot of his projects, like, or you know, not all of them fit, but like I got opportunity to try out for some things and other mm-hmm. things. It was a fit, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so then I think I became the barb bassist for a little while,
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: and that's where we met. I think Ted left. You guys had a jazz gig, yes. And then I was like, I was like, I can pretend to play jazz. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: like are like we always, that's all we're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was in, it was like Thurman Parker, and then we met John Esposito, which will be another podcast. Yeah, John Esposito <laughs> all was by like itself, a by trip.
1: That.
2: Yes, so that's all. So Keith, that's where you and I really started working. Yeah. Jazz band, trying out the Esposito stuff, sweat, yep. blood, sweat, and tears, all that shit. And then we had projects, we started working.
0: And, so um, so let, remind me, were you yeah, were in the band in, in the Cody years, or was that um, was that Ted? Yeah, we had Cody for one year. You had Cody for one year, right? So yeah. it was me, you, Cody, Barbara. Could all was it always and, Julius? And then it was, was it Juli- It was Julius, and then then Julius left, and then it was someone else. Who was it? Ben. Ma- ben. Um, oh, what's his name? Ben Gurley. Was it Ben? Did Ben play with us once? Oh God, I can't even remember. But it ben just was a switch like off.
2: My Favorite. He was the bass He was the drummer in Pompilus.
0: Yeah. So I, have just I'm like, sure. I'll go off I'm remembering this stuff as we're talking about it. I'm remembering it. It's um, not. I'm. I'm not really 100 sure. <laughs> and just the I way was. it was like just
2: perfect for like a month or two. Like that bug out Cody who was like had been playing in China for whatever, right, in a hotel yeah. or whatever for, like, a year. So he had yeah. to sp- play a whole song, no problem. Right. Which was, like, <laughs> great. Yeah. And then um, yeah. And then Gurley, who wasn't even a master bard, because he actually wanted to go to Berklee School of Music, but and needless to say, he was super dedicated to his craft. Mm-hmm. We all got that lined up. And I think it was, like, a vacation happened, and, like, everyone was gone. They didn't know Is that everyone. what happened? Ben and him didn't even come back. Yeah.
1: So, like so Ben left
2: to go to, Ben, Ben and Cody moved on. They just didn't go back to Bard. They went somewhere else. They were gone.
1: So I was so, like, oh shit,
0: fuck. I know. That <laughs> I, I was like, I had all these plans. Let me tell you something. That was, you know, <laughs> it's actually, him. I like talking about this stuff because <laughs> I, it, now it makes me, it reminds me of like, First of all, I sucked back then. I mean, I was just like, I had no business playing that music at all. But it sort of reminds me of like, you know, if, so we're, it's always just right now, you know? Back then it was just right now. Like, what are we doing right now? You right. know? That's how I feel. I feel like, okay, well, it's good to remember that because now I know, like, okay, I sucked back then. I don't want to suck now. <laughs> so it's like, what can I do right, right. now? Like, what's, like, what can we do so that 10 years from now we're not looking back at today thinking, you know, we, what, what, what will we have done differently? You know what I mean? Is that too abstract? Is that too meta?
2: No, I get, I get what you're saying, but um, you don't want to make
0: yourself too crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to beat um, myself up or anything, but that, that yeah, dude, Cody really knew what he was doing, you know? That's right. how I felt back then.
2: Right. He let, he definitely brought, he brought a lot of, um, authenticity to our overall sound. Yeah. We didn't really record anything
0: much. We don't really have anything, um, we don't have any recordings of that. I actually do think that I may have a recording or two. I don't know what era of the band it was. Um, I certainly uh, don't have anything.
1: Um, well,
2: I find you... it amazing to listen to like old recordings. I'm like, I I don't remember playing that. I don't even remember being that person. Like the most <laughs> sounds.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like who is that? <laughs> But usually it's really pleasant because I'm like, whoa, this is like music. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, you can be like, you can be like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't like, you know, the most, the best version of the song ever. It doesn't matter. It's like, wow, this is like, this is cool. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
2: I was like, okay, I, I wouldn't play that now, but whoever that was was cool. (laughs) Or sometimes I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what is that? Yeah, because I didn't really have a. I still do it a little bit, but I had even less of a filter. I was just like, I'll just do, like, I'll just do stuff. Like, not worry about what it means tonally, rhythmically, anything. Just, like, just go for it. Like, sometimes, depends on the context, but I played, like, super free stuff, too. Like, super out there. Yeah.
0: Actually, I do remember that about
2: you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because it was like, fuck it, why not? (laughs) You know? yeah you you would Nothing just judge this just in the fucking contact competition here,
0: right, well, it would just be like you I think you were like really into like patterns, right so you would just like come out patterns, yeah, I know you are, yeah right, but you would just come out with some random thing that was not necessarily in the you know context or in the key yeah. or in the song or whatever. it would yeah. just be like, I'm just gonna superimpose this, <laughs> you know it's like Yep, but but maybe that yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's the spirit of the thing. Like it's not really even. Maybe, oh. maybe that's totally fine. You know, maybe, it, or it, it didn't. You know. it it's all sounded fine to me. It's from what I remember, but who knows? Like no, it's I, sometimes I can experiment. Like oh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> like that at all?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, it's over. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not even it's not even happening anymore.
0: let What about <laughs> you? know What we should do is so you tell me your yeah. opinion. We, okay. We've been um, doing your, like, musical history yeah. for the past three episodes. <laughs> we didn't – no, I, I don't care. We could do this for the next ten episodes. Do you think we should move on and, and talk about – because we, we're in Bard right now, right? Yeah.
2: Well, no. now our timelines are, like, pretty much intertwined, so we can work more yeah. or less. Like, I don't have to tell you. Like, now it's a –
0: yeah, because no, after well, so so, do what do you do you remember anything about well, actually, so like the whole Jonas Esposito thing, I think actually that's so I don't know if you know, but oh, did I send you the link to the um, Get Your Some Guitar Modes course? And did you sign up for it? I, I think I remember. remember. <laughs> I signed up for something. Is that what? The, yeah. what it was called. I forget the title. Sorry. So if you look, if you if you watch the first or second video, uh-huh. what in, actually inspired the course? or some of the, what inspired the, I guess, the philosophy of the course mm-hmm. was actually a lot of what John taught us in those, like, crazy, like, late-night sessions. Um, oh, my so, God. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, so should, should we talk? I think maybe we should just talk about that now. Do you want to talk about, like, your experience in those, like, driving up into the mountains at night to go into his, like, studio garage thing and, like, go to the... uh, I call it, like, the jazz torture chamber. (laughs) jazz torture... Here's the fun
2: thing. Like, it wasn't super torturous for me on bass. Yeah. Because I... Like, changing the voicing, for me, means playing this note instead of that note not like both the notes at the same time, but in like different places or something. You know what I mean? Like a chord mm-hmm. player has to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to really solo either. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So, okay. So, ja, so this guy, John Esposito, um, he started working as like as a, he's a private instructor, right? Local. Yeah. And, and he, became yeah. adjunct faculty and
0: staff. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you know how we discovered him? I, I can tell you how I discovered him. How? He was the piano player for the dance class. That's right. Yeah, he wasn't even an actual like, music instructor at the school. But you he, like, heard this guy playing stride piano, you're like, what the fuck is going on in there? Yeah, he would play <laughs> for the dance class, and he would be whipping out stuff like anything. Just anything. whipping it out. It could be any sound any style and that's why they hired him i think because he could just you know yeah they would say play something in the style of you know whatever and he yeah. would just whip it out you know and like, so like play but, me some
2: gershwin i'll play you some gershwin play me some like stripes little yeah. boom play me some okay
0: yeah, play something that's, like, you know, tribal. I play
2: classical, too, right? They play
0: classical. Yeah. He, I don't know, even know what he played. He just could play, like... He could like, do anything. He could, of course he could. He could pretty much play anything. So that's why. Yeah. Cause like, And I had, like, two friends, I think, or, like, two or three yeah. friends who were dancers. Yeah. I would end up, like, hanging out in the dance thing and just heard this dude just, like, constantly just going nuts, <laughs> you know, like, destroying the piano every time. It's like, what the hell? And he was such a powerful stout dude. And he was.
2: Like, he was like, who is this
0: guy? He, <laughs> he was, was like a kung fu guy, wall too. guy. Yeah. yeah. So he would just he would just pound the piano. Like I'm surprised he didn't break more pianos. <laughs> anyway, so sorry to interrupt. You 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 keep going. Oh uh, yeah, I was
2: put in the context though, like for how like how we we recruited him. Right, the musicians were just like, yeah, started wanting to work with him, and he was game. Um, he's a bug out for sure. Yes, like he's a disciple of Arthur Rames. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's um, yep. another wormhole, rabbit hole. But yeah, a, what's the word? It's called pedagogy, right? The technique of teaching, like your layout, how you...
1: Yes. Do. Yeah.
2: So he had I think a you're very, right. very thorough pedagogy about how to approach the instrument. Uh-huh. And he could apply it to any instrument. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, he, and I remember him telling us one of the yeah. first lessons was like, I can teach you everything you need to know about playing the yeah. guitar, or the bass, in two or three days. Yeah. He so said, and you just take notes and write it all down, but then you have to go spend a lifetime practicing all of it. But it's all like everything you need to know can be condensed in like you know just a few days of lessons. And that's
2: my experience too. I took a yeah. bunch of bass lessons with him, and he's like, "Here's how. Here's your. Here's your how you lay out your practicing." Mm-hmm. This and this. And like, yeah, the rest is just like, you know, a million hours of playing, gigging, and everything else, you know, for right. like, musicality. But like, how to, he's like, how to master your instrument, facility on your instrument. Um, made a big impression. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> on all of us. And he had private workshops at his house up in the woods at night, the jazz torture chamber, really cool little studio. He would be like, here's a chart that I wrote. And it was something always diabolical. <laughs> um, it wasn't original. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm I'm not going to pretend to understand really how this harmonically is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you improvise a melody over that? Good luck. But he always had rhythmic ideas that he wanted, so I'm like, I just hold it down. And um, I got decent at just being able to read charts if you put them in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so and odd meters just grew right up my alley. So he could he would do that a lot in this stuff like alternating, yeah, time signatures and stuff. Yeah,
0: he would do like a measure of three and then a measure of five and then
2: a measure I didn't of seven. Give a fuck. And I'll do measure measure it all. Four, yeah. He'd be like he metric modulation. Can you do that? I'd be like, yeah, I'd do that. He's like, oh, that's good. A lot of players can't even do that. Yes. Yeah. On base. so I was like, oh, no problem.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, that was fun, but. Um, Very quickly, the harmonic stuff just started going over my head completely. I just couldn't follow any of it, really. Oh, yeah. To this day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, so you you remember that aspect of it. Yeah. And I I remember where we would play, he would say, okay, we're going to play Cherokee, right? A standard, right? But then he would say, but then he would, he would, we would play it and at a relatively brisk tempo, right? Because Cherokee is to be be played fast, usually. But then he would call out keys. And he would just be changing the key every single time. Every every chorus that went around, it would be a new key. And that was like, you know, that's what gave the diarrhea. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just
2: like, yeah, taking new keys or just random keys.
0: Yeah. So, right. but yeah, it definitely, it made it it, it, it changed my whole viewpoint about music. Like it was yeah. like a sea change for me. And then what about the rap sessions? You know, I like afterward, we'd all just, he would just like sit by his record player. We'd all just like be chilling. We'd put yeah. our instruments down and he would just tell us stories. I don't remember any specific stories, unfortunately. Yeah, we'd make tea. I would something about G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> yeah, probably. <clears throat> yeah. He would tell a lot of stories about Arthur Raines. Yes. And... um like the types of things that he would have to do on a gig. Like he was making us do stuff in like the safety of that, that room that Arthur would be doing on gigs with no warning. Oh, you know what actually just popped into my head? Hmm. He said that the whole time he played with Arthur Raines, he had a migraine, like a nonstop. I'm pretty sure I I would like to ask him. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, I saw him at the blue note actually recently, like in the last couple of years. Um, pre pre pandemic, obviously. Yes. Um, but uh, he, I'm pretty sure he said that he had a migraine the entire time. It was like a, maybe a few year stint, and <laughs> it just had a constant migraine. I want to ask him. But yeah.
2: I uh, yeah, I do remember a story you told when they went into the court and. They, he's like the studio work we did with Arthur didn't ever came out as good as it could have because Arthur was such a bug out that mm. he started like he wanted to do like he went from like uh, which Lady Bird or what he, he would put like giant steps into another song but played it at like oh. half tempo first and then came in at double time for the next one without telling yeah. anyone what
0: That's right. Yeah. So, okay. So you just reminded me as well. I think he would do that. He would say the form of the song is A-A-B-A. The first A is Lady Bird. The second A is Lady Bird. The B is Giant Steps. The fourth A is Lady Bird. Okay. Right? And but they all trans- But you're going up in fourths the whole time. Or you're going up in thirds the whole time. <laughs> you know? It was like something really insane. I do remember him saying that. Like he would use an entire song as a, as a bridge or something.
2: And the migraine goes up a
0: little <laughs> <much>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's enough to give you a migraine for sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Okay. We've been on the phone for a while. We, I think this episode is pretty long. It is. So we probably should cut it short. But it was really nice remembering that stuff. I love talking about that stuff. I actually met somebody yeah. online who knew who knows of Arthur Rains also. And I was really happy to find someone who was like, Oh yes, you know about the insanity of like the stories of of like true insanity. True musical insanity. Well, so what do you think?
2: That's a good we'll leave it there. We went to the crucible with this guy
0: together, keep an eye. The crucible. Yeah. Keith and I. Yeah, we did. It was fun. It was it was fun and insane at the same time, but we we learned. All right, dude. Well, that was a really nice podcast. It's
2: always uh, good catching up with you. Looking uh, forward to the next uh, podcast episode twenty six coming mm-hmm. up soon.
0: Oh yeah, episode twenty
1: six. All right. And uh, oh wait, what's, what's
2: the <laughs> one thing we're gonna do? Whenever you sent me a thing, blah blah blah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's. I have decided to. I'm going to pursue finding myself a better computer workstation to work on, and I think we should, uh, you know, because uh, I need a workstation. So that's the first thing. And so you're going to now, get a DAW, time,
0: a digital audio workstation. I think that's the way to go. Okay, so you're going to become like a formal. You're gonna you you're going to take a formal approach to it. I think so. Okay. I have
1: kind of a
2: traditionalist in a lot of ways, so.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, because that's the, I, I really did want to. Um, I want to make sure that we're like producing actual music, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, me too. And I've started. Um, my pieces are flowing now. It took a while. You what? Ago, but, I, um, I needed
2: to work with local musicians, like in person, to get those pieces flowing, but I should be able yeah. to everything else.
0: Yeah. And I, actually when you're, when you're ready to talk about that stuff, I think that'd be a fun podcast episode too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. Um, um, so what about, that's my one thing Um
0: going to do. You know what, maybe, so I'll research as well and I'll have, I'll research workstations as well and I'll, and I'll come back to you and see if I find something that's, you know, that I think is might, might help us. Um, I think that, you know, just out of maybe out of desperation, Maybe uh-huh. one of those web-based cloud cloud-based ones. Um, maybe that is uh, like a business expense that we could justify. You know, Let's I don't see. know. You know,
2: first things first. I need a computer that works well. That's 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 what I'm starting on. Okay, just kidding. The basic, because from that I can't do anything without that.
1: So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah.
0: All right, cool, dude. All right, bro. All right, man. Have a wonderful day and say hello to the family and uh, stay safe. Yeah, man. And everybody stay safe and say hi to the
2: fam, yeah, all
1: right? Cool, dude.
2: Peace. Later.